0: All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to our bi-monthly podcast, also known as the PDO Threadcast. We probably could come up with a little bit more creative name, but we're keeping it simple and keeping it strict to the point. I want to introduce this afternoon, Dr. Sheila Barbarino. We are thrilled to have Sheila join us. Hello. Welcome, Sheila. Hi, Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Those of you who may not know, Dr. Sheila Barbarino is a renowned cosmetic surgeon and truly a key opinion leader in both the Los Angeles and the Austin, Texas area. So we are thrilled to have you here tonight and looking forward to just a nice, relaxed conversation about your practice, your real business struggles, and of course, PDO, PLLA and PCL threads. Do you want to take a few minutes and introduce
1: yourself? Uh, well, I think you did such a great job, Stacey. Thank you for having me. Um, so, yes, I um, work out of Austin, Texas, and Los Angeles, California. And um, it's interesting uh, my journey with threads. I think that um, I've been doing threads for probably about three and a half years now. And um, I am a surgeon first and pharma. So, initially, when threads came to the market, you know, I think all of us surgeons were kind of like, you know, why would we want anything to do with those? Because we operate, right? So why, why, why not give our patients those results that they want? Um, and especially since I have the Austin and Los Angeles, uh, practices, they're two very, very different population, patient populations. And one that has really made me evolve and really pushed me to kind of spread my wings as a cosmetic surgeon and as a doctor in general. So my LA office is, um, more surgically minded. I think the patients come in knowing that they want surgery, that they want to go under the knife. They they're okay with that. They they're okay with the downtime. Um, they know that, you know, their friends have done it and their family members have done it and they're ready to do it. So I think that my Austin population, and I think Austin in general, um, the community is less accepting of the actual surgery bit. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody wants to look fantastic just like they do in LA and everywhere else in the world. Right. But I think they are not as, um, willing to go under the knife. So that was yeah,
0: I didn't even get to ask you the question, you just oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's I'm wonderful. Sorry, you go, you go, you go.
1: You, no, 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 no. You're no, the great
0: answer. <laughs> well, I think that you bring up a good point just about geography and the different needs and different trends that are out there for everybody. So when you looked at bringing threads into your practice, particularly as a skilled plastic surgeon, how did you really approach integrating threads into your practice?
1: So that I am, for those of you who know me, I am an aggressive, um, doctor in general. And I think that, you know, as a woman, if I don't see a big difference and if my patients wouldn't see a big difference and appreciate the results that I'm just not going to bring it into my practice, it's a waste of time for them. It's a waste of time for me. It's a waste of time for us to offer it. And on top of everything, you know, I put my name on that result and whatever that result I give that patient, you know, I have to own, right. It's, it's my work. So, um, when I first started doing threads early on, I tried them and I told the patients that we were trying them or whoever, um, we were doing them on. And I w- didn't, I wasn't really getting those fantastic results that I would have hoped. Um, and in no way do I get facelift results with threads. It's, it's not that. So there's one saying that I kind of really love that, uh silhouette threads have, um, have, you know, brought to the market and all of us can kind of, you know, use their, uh, right on their coattail. But one thing is they would say that it's between the needle and the knife, which I think is a very nice kind of happy medium. And, you know, all of us, um, if you guys follow me on Instagram or Facebook, one thing that I talked about the other day was there's this overfilled syndrome. So patients, you know, come in every single day. You know, I think anyone over 30 has understood their pain of having jowls, you know, or their lower face and hating their lower face. Um, all of us do. And when we come in to, you know, the plastic surgeon, what we, you know, when, when people come to see me, they say, I say, what do you, what, what do you not like about yourself? And I can honestly say, Ninety percent of the female patients come in and they're like, "I don't like my jowls. I don't like my lower face." You know, there's always a zillion other problems, but that's a really big main concern of, especially as a facial plastic surgeon. That's what we get every day, right? And the problem is, is that um, in the past, you know, we always thought, "Let's put some filler in," and everybody wants them completely gone, right? It's like you know, you kind of give somebody a little bit of you know, a taste of chocolate and then they want the whole cake. Right. So it's, um, you know, they start seeing a little bit of their jowls go away and then they're like, let's do more. Let's, let's do more filler. Let's get rid of all of it. I don't like it at all. I don't want to even see them. I don't want a shadow of that. Right. Right. And, um, what I really like about threads is when I approach a face in a surgical setting, I do a facelift, I, uh, reposition skin and, muscle fascia. And I, I reposition it with sutures and, um, cuttings mass and all that stuff that we don't want to talk about. So then, <laughs> and then I oftentimes times do fat transfer to, uh, replace volume. And, you know, that's when I get a really, you know, uh, a, a very natural, a uh, very um, youthful result. And that's, I think, the best way. So I feel like if you just do fat transfer and if you just do surgery, um, it really isn't your best result, right? So why would I do anything different in my practice? It just because it's not surgical, you know, just because I'm doing sure. non-surgical procedure. So what in my practice, the place for threads is when I'm repositioning skin and then adding volume with filler. So that's kind of my sweet spot, and that's what I really love about threads, and that's how. I, I really approach most of my patients because, you know, I think that there's, um, certainly a place for threads and I think there's certainly a place for filler. And so that's, um, I think, you know, if a patient's not ready for surgery and, you know, filler can only do so much. And, you know, you know, the last thing I want patients to do is look like, you know, marshmallow pillow face or, you know, overfill syndrome, you know? Right. And so I think that that's where threads really come in and do kind of really amazing things. Sure.
0: So, Sheila, I've heard you speak multiple times at some of the keynote um, conferences across the US. And one of the things I've heard you talk about is the use of combination therapies. So, yes. I'm going to guess your answer already, but my question <laughs> is how or what has fundamentally changed with threads since you started using them three and a half years ago?
1: You know, my, um, I love to add structure and to, you know, everybody wants a lift and everybody wants a contour. And I think it really just takes my filler and non-invasive results to the next level. So Mm -hmm. whether I'm doing, you know, a tightening procedure with, you know, um, a a laser, you know, whether I'm doing an Althera or I'm doing a rate of frequency, microneedling or a Morpheus, whatever it is, um, you know, or filler, either way, everybody could use some threads. Everybody could use a little bit of filler, right. If, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have, you know, even young people that, you know, are gen- genetically unblessed, right. Unfortunately, so, you know, all of us have our little issues that, you know, even, you know, as stunning as you can be, there's always one area of your face that you're like, you know, I look a little tired here and I could use a little bit of rejuvenation. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that the threads are just, you know, have been, a game changer. And I think that they're going to continue to be a game changer. What really, I think even, um, pushed me more into the direction of using more threads is like I said, in the beginning, I wasn't really super psyched on, you know, the, the great results. Cause I wasn't getting those great results. Like, you know, I want a, a home run. I want predictability. I want the same reproducible results on, you know, whatever patient it, it is. Right. And, um, I think that when you guys, all of you guys start bringing some, uh, really good threads to the, to the forefront and really, you know, up the game. Right. So like all of a sudden now they're lasting longer, they're pulling tighter, they are maneuvering better. They are less painful. There's less downtime. So I'll be honest. Um, there are so many patients, uh, as you know, more and more patients are coming in and they're like, I have a hot date tonight. You know, let's, I, I don't want to have my jowls, you know, showing tonight, or I don't, you know, let's do something with my mid face. You know, I have a date tonight and I don't want anyone to know, um, my, I actually reach for my threads more than my filler now, because I think the threads are, you know, you can often hide the, uh area that you place, you know, the actual thread mm-hmm. and then uh, you don't really get that much bruising. Yeah.
0: Yep. One of the great benefits, absolutely. One Don't get case, me wrong, they,
1: they, they can't chew a big steak.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> no hamburgers, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't get your thread lift and, and then go on a hot date that you're chewing <laughs> steak one night because we're going to be miserable. <laughs> which, which leads
0: me actually to the next question is, what would you say is the most important lesson you've learned throughout your threading career in the last three and a half years?
1: Oh my gosh! Is that so, a good question? Yeah, it's a. It's like a, a what is it, can of worms. <laughs> um, there are a couple things that um, you know, just like filler. Uh, there's a learning curve. Um, I think anybody who is starting off doing threads, you'll get it. I don't. I want you to encourage you to try it because I think that it really has really done wonders for my, um, non-invasive results. But I think that it really, when I ask my patients, you know, like, what, what do you like about the threat? You know, they, they're, you know, they noticed that they're looking more natural. It, you know, it's not as painful as they thought it was going to be. And their results are just really the next level. And that's what I love. And I, I appreciate you,
0: especially as a manufacturer supplier. I appreciate you bringing up the learning curve because it's yes. that's a very real thing for any bit. modality. But and, and then sure. you guys have like
1: fifty million of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we make it so simple for you. Yeah. Uh, and 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 truly, that it's not a paint by numbers technique, and every patient is so unique and specific, which is one of the benefits of Laison cray threads with the vast selection of threads that we yeah. have. But it is also for some overwhelming and a hindrance because you don't know where to start and with a learning curve in place, it can be scary. So I
1: appreciate you bringing
0: that, that up with just yeah. the um, importance of training and education and practice, practice, practice.
1: Ah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm going to tell all of you who, who are thinking about doing threads, you know, don't feel bad about yourself. Everyone's there's always someone that's always thrown, um, too superficial thread. I've done it myself. Um, I don't think anybody who hasn't that does threads is lying. They're big (laughs) fat liars, right? Someone's there's always been someone that's, um, thrown it too deep. I mean, I'm sure you get phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. But the good part is, is that they really are easily, you can easily get it out. And on on top of that, you know, 99.9% of the complications, um, are easily resolved, uh, and you don't really even have to pull them out. I think really how many threads have people actually had to pull out that they're very few. Yeah. Very, very I mean, few. I think, I think I really had to do one, um, one, and it was just because the patient had an event, you know, a lot of times like the dimpling or, you know, often goes away within two weeks, or if there's, if you, it is too superficially placed, you know, all of that, uh, visualization of the thread will, uh, go away with, you know, a month you know, or two, but sure. if you're an unpatient, stressed out, you know, panicked patient, you know, you can't pull it out, which is great.
0: Right. Right. So I want to switch gears here just a little bit with you having a practice in the Los Angeles area and then one in Austin, Texas, you've already noted some of the differences between just the populations. What would you say are some of the biggest business challenges you have right now, whether in Los Angeles or Austin, are there trends or or kind of a theme that you're seeing that's a little bit of a challenge for
1: you and your team well every month's a different challenge right now right i don't think anybody anybody that has been practicing in 2020 and 2021 every single month it's like a, a different thing right i mean um i think that in my LA and Austin office right now, we are trying to forge ahead and really get all of our surgery, uh, surgeries done as soon as possible, because we are concerned that the Delta variant, as well as the Lambda and the Moo, I'm like going to go through the whole Greek <laughs> alphabet. <laughs> um, you know, it's going to rear its ugly head and, you know, whether or not they shut us down or whether or not they, um, put off, uh, elective surgery that's obviously a huge concern for all of us um i think in la uh, that's more of a chance of us them shutting us down um because of you know their, the politics there but in austin we're we're kind of wide open but the problem is is that not as many um austinites are as vaccinated as mm. uh, I, I believe i take call uh in la and here and um, the numbers are you know what they are you know, everyone needs to, um, take responsibility and hopefully get vaccinated, but, um, you know, there, everyone has their own belief set, and we can't really push that on anybody. Sure. Yeah. And so, you know, we're trying to be respectful. I think that, um, one thing that, uh, last night we had a conversation with, um, a couple of my colleagues was that we're seeing a lot less patients that are spending a lot more money, which I think is kind of interesting. interesting. Right? That's. That was the dream. That's what we always wanted to do. Right. We wanted to see, you know, have a half day and, you know, um, make a full day of, uh, you know, patient, you know, payment. So, you know, that I think is what a lot of us are seeing more of. I'm not sure if it's because the stock market is doing well. I, I don't know if people are not vacationing and so they have more money, um I'm not sure what it is. I, are you seeing that as well?
0: We are. We we absolutely are. The, the the rise in business from our standpoint is phenomenal. Um not just from our brand catching fire across the US, but the threading treatment itself is is really becoming a mainstream treatment to have done where before it was a little controversial. So
1: No, you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. Patients so i I know that you've heard me talk about the, kind of the, the ick factor with the, the threads, you know, patients come in and we'll say, you know, it just, the thought of having a thread in me, it's kind of, ick, you know, and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, you know, they are dissolvable, they are safe, they are, um, temporary, you know, and they stimulate collagen in the areas that they, um, dissolve. And, you know, so you lift them up with the, you know, PDO or, or um, PLLA or, you know, whatever you're using. And then it's the lift is sustained by the collagen synthesis. Right. And so it's, it's a beautiful process, right. It's it's using our own natural, um, you know, uh, mechanisms that can Mm -hmm. actually make us look more youthful and fantastic, which is, you know, the dream. So, you know, I think that right now, um, people are kind of getting around the ick factor Mm because now, they're seeing their friends, and you know now they're seeing more and more people do it, and now it's becoming more and more mainstream. And I think, like I said, I think that this is just the beginning of um, the thread explosion. Because I, I
0: agree. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know. well, one of the things that we have found too is now that
0: there is a more mainstream um, acceptance of threads, just in general from injectors. I think a lot of people are starting to understand that. While the, the lifting threads have a lot of sizzle on Instagram and a lot of sizzle to get people immediate results, but the proof in the pudding really is in the motto and the screw threads. Yeah, and Those are so minimally invasive, so yeah. just basic bread and butter thread treatments that you can do that yeah. increase the profitability of an account, but more importantly, increase patient satisfaction without having to have the ick factor, so to speak, and still yeah. get great results. So it's fun to see that trend going in that direction. It's very fun.
1: I love, um, the smooths and the twists down here and just kind of, you put it, you know, uh, as a basket, you know, Mm -hmm. who doesn't hate their double chin, who doesn't have some skin laxity on here. I mean, all of us, you know, the zoom neck, whatever you want to call it, it's it's miserable. We fight it every day, but Mm -hmm. you know, um, People don't realize what a difference it can, you know, we've gotten so into this place of of putting more and more jaw filler and more, you know, um, chin filler and, you know, we're really masculinizing a lot of these, you know, beautiful women. Right. And, and that's the last thing you want to do. So what, you know, I suggest is if you've, you know, done their chin, if you've done their um, jawline and they still need some more definition between their face and their neck, try the mono and, um, twist. There really is very little downtime. Number one, number two, you get really immediate results. Right. And then, you know, stimulation over time, which is the dream. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then, like I said, it, it doesn't hurt. It, it's not, you know, very painful and you don't feel that pull for a couple of days and you can go out and have that steak if you really want right. to.
0: <laughs> I get the
1: same that's the
0: thing, some red meat tonight, Sheila. I know, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I worked right straight through lunch. Oh gosh. <laughs>
0: Goodness gracious.
1: You so know what question. else I, you know what else I love, um, the area that I have really started, um, moving in the direction of using smooth and twist. Um, you know, all of us, Shinobe talks about it, um, you know, putting filler more and more in the forehead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the glabella and uh, here's the thing is that that's a very, very scary area to be injecting filler in, Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, you know, as seasoned or as experienced as you are, you know, anybody getting, putting filler there all the time gets a little, you know, it's kind of like the nose area, you know, which is again, another area that you guys have a great thread to put Mm -hmm. in. You know the nose. So if you're, you know, literally losing your lunch every time you're putting filler in noses or in the forehead, um, or the globella, the smooths and the twists. I mean, those are you know, right home all day. It's mm-hmm. great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Question of the hour: PDO, PLLA, or PCL threads? Which is your go-to favorite choice?
1: Oh, you know, the wrong answer. Yeah. No. It's I use. I use them for different reasons. So, um, with the P PDOs I reach for when the patient comes in and they're like, you know, I really want a, a big lift, you know, yeah. and I really want that wow factor. And I want that chiseled jaw. I want that, you know, what is it? The snatched uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. everybody's yeah. got a new name, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the snatch jawline, the, the, you know, the uplifted cheek, you know, when you really want that big pull. Um, and that really impressive lift, that's when you really want to lift, you look for your PDAs. What I like about the PLLAs and the PLCAs, that is more, you know, that's the sculpture product. That's, that's the product that I'm going to use. That's going to build the structure over time. You don't get as much of that. Wow. Initially you do get some well, wow, but not that like, oh my gosh, you know, I want my, you know, forehead up to here forever. I want, you know, that initial, there's nothing like giving a patient right after you just did their PDOs um, a mirror because they're like, yeah. wow, oh. this is what I used to look like, you know? And um, like I said, the PLA, PLCAs, they're wonderful threads as well, but you know, they really develop their wow factor over time. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, if we can just kind of do a mix of both of them.
0: Yeah. Well, and ideally that's that's the way to go. That's the dream, right?
1: Yep, yep, absolutely.
0: So for listeners who aren't able to see the video, um, Sheila has a beautiful pink gown on and she is dressed to go to a black tie event this evening in Austin, Texas. So it it begs the question, how do you juggle? What is your life hack for juggling (laughs) your schedule? I
1: I don't, I'm not very good at it
0: to help us all. We need to know. You make it look I, so easy.
1: <laughs> I multitask very poorly. Like I, I mean, I, that's I, it's so crazy. You know, I I think I run around on empty all day long. You know, I, I wake up and I'm five minutes late already, you know. So um, you know, I think that number one, um, someone told me a long time ago that as long as you're really focused on what you're doing at the time you're doing it, then mm-hmm. regardless of how many things you're doing you're going to be good at what you're doing. Right. So, you know, one thing that I hate personally, um, and you do this very well is that when you're speaking with someone or when you're connecting with someone, you are really listening to what they're saying. And you are in this conversation, you know, and when I'm in a room with a patient or I'm operating or taking a phone call or doing a podcast, you know, I need to be in this moment and not worried about whether, you know, everybody's going to get here on time right. and you know, what's going on tonight, you know? So I think that that's, um, very, very important. I think that when people spread themselves really thin the way I do, <laughs> um, they're always, uh, oftentimes people try to stay ahead of the anxiety by trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step. And I think that doing that is where you trip up because that's where you, um, you know, lose your authenticity and you, you lose your um, connection, you know, the reason why I'm doing this is because I wanted to be here. I want to be part of your podcast. I think it's something that, um, you know, the world is really interested in, in threads. And I, I love that you're, you know, a strong female that's, you know, the owner of your own company for this amazing thread company. So, you know, I certainly want to support and I want to be a part of that. And I have been, you know, which has been, you know, amazing. And so, um, Thank you for bringing, you know, your podcast to me. Yeah. No, thank you.
0: Sheila, where can people find you when you're not um, running around on empty? Where are you on social media?
1: What's your handle? Where can they find I'm you? I'm Barbarina Surgical Arts and I, everybody's always like B-A-R, B-A-R. So the only way I, that I've, it's terrible. The only way that I have found people to remember it is like, you're going to the bar for a beer twice. B-A-R, B-A-R, <laughs> I-N-O, Um Surgical
0: surgicalarts.com. Excellent. Excellent. And before we let you run off to your evening, last question, what is the most important thing you've learned in life this far? Oh my God, Stacey. (laughs) My favorite question to ask.
1: Um, uh, you know, be good to people because, you know, they're going to be good to you and the people that aren't, you know, it comes around, you know, Mm even if not this time, you know, maybe you know, there are a lot of people that are takers and there are a lot of people that are givers and, you know, there's going to be a lot more givers and, you know, um, at some point you're going to, you know, put that energy out there and it's going to come back to you. I always I think love that. It.
0: Love it. Sheila, thank you so much for your time. Everybody check her out. Dr. Sheila Barbarino. Have a great evening. Thank, thank, you. thank you. you. This is great. <laughs>